When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into Outkick the Show. I appreciate all of you for hanging out with us. Tremendous success in the SEC over the weekend as the Southeastern Conference became the first college football conference to play all 14 teams in the same day. The Corona Bros are crushed beyond belief because... Every SEC stadium didn't just play. They had fans present. Wear it, Corona Bros, you big freaking losers. All right, uh, right off the top. We got Chiefs going on the road against the Ravens tonight. If you go right now and sign up to gamble at fanduel.com slash clay, that's fanduel.com slash clay, you get 15 to 1 payout. If your state is not yet legal, if you go sign up right now, they will send you an email the minute that you are legally able to bet in your state. Michigan, Tennessee, lots of other states that are soon to be on the horizon. FanDuel.com slash Clay, the minute that you are able to sign up, you will have $1,000 to gamble with They will email you, why wouldn't you go ahead and sign up right now at fanduel.com slash clay. Uh, All right, also want to ask you guys, please continue to sign up for the VIP. We are doing it in record numbers. You guys are driving OutKick to unbelievable heights. Yesterday was the most read day in the history of the OutKick website. September is going to be by far the most read month and we are continuing to absolutely dominate. Contrary to what losers like Mark Cuban want to say and want to come after me, people used to feud with me who didn't have billions of dollars. I'll take feuds with billionaires. Uh, That is what is going on right now. All right, we got a lot to dive into, but I want to start off with what I thought was the biggest story of the weekend in college football or the NFL, and that was Mike Leach, the Mississippi Pirate, going on the road and taking down LSU as a two-plus touchdown underdog. K.J. Costello goes for over 600 yards passing, five touchdowns. LSU had no idea what was going on. They nearly got 50 hung on them. And in the process, Mike Leach notched one of the greatest wins in the history of Mississippi State football in his very first coaching start. Now, I would encourage you guys to go listen and download the podcast. Coach Leach came on with us for about 30 minutes this morning uh, in the third hour of the program. You can go search out my name. You can go search out OutKick. By the way, we also have a fabulous long-form discussion podcast with Megan Kelly That also went live today. Just search out my name, Clay Travis. You'll see all the options hop up and you will be uh, able to check it out. Now, for years, decades even, college football fans have sort of sat around and debated, would Mike Leach's offense work in the SEC? 
if he were able to coach with SEC players. He was able to win at Texas Tech. He was able to win at Washington State. Would it work in the SEC? The early suggestions are that yes, it would work in the SEC and it will work in the SEC. Now, what does this tell us? For LSU, I want you to think about this idea. Auburn won the national title in 2010, but they were just an okay football team. They weren't necessarily stellar across the board. They didn't have a great foundational depth of talent. They had one of the greatest single players in the history of college football in Cam Newton. He led them to a 14-0 record. Based on what we've already seen from Joe Burrow in the NFL, how much of a similarity is there between 2010 Auburn with Cam Newton and 2019 LSU with Joe Burrow? I think in both cases you had 8-4 and four or 9-3 and three teams that were made to appear to be absolutely unbelievable because they had two of the greatest single season performances by quarterback of all time. And so, as you break that down, think about where LSU might be headed from here within two years of winning a national title. Gene Chizik was fired. I'm not saying the same thing is going to happen with Ed Ogeron, but I am saying There's a lot of reason to be sitting there if you're LSU saying, wait, what happened to the foundation of this program? I know you're replacing a lot of people. I know Daryl Stingley Jr. was out. But you gave up over 600 yards passing to K.J. Costello, who had never played at Mississippi State. You gave up over 600 yards of offense to an offense that had never played together in Mike Leach's offensive system and didn't even have spring practice. You gave up the most passing yards in the history of the Southeastern Conference for a quarterback that had never taken a snap in the conference before. As excited as you should be if you are Mississippi State, I think you should be equally apprehensive right now if you are LSU. That was a performance that makes me pretty nervous. Now, I asked Mike Leach about whether he'd consider dressing up for Halloween to coach against Nick Saban, uh, maybe as a Pirate. He was intrigued by that. Again, I will tell you to go listen to the podcast Props to Mississippi State. To have a win that big that early in the season is phenomenal. Oklahoma, I got to tell you, I have learned my lesson about pronouncing teams dead in the month of September. I did it for Ohio State several years ago after they lost to Virginia Tech. They came back, not only made the playoff, they won the national championship. Having said that, Oklahoma losing for a second straight season to Kansas State is pretty indefensible. Losing at home 38-35, even more so. After a 21-point lead, this was the first time that a top-five team had given up a 21-point lead and lost since all the way back, think about this, since all the way back to over 500 games ago. It's pretty wild to even think about that from the perspective of the Big 12. Now, Texas survived. But if you give up 56 points to a team like Texas Tech, you're not going to make the playoff, in my opinion, either. I think what's going to happen right now is the Big 12 champs eventually going to have two losses. Big 12 is going to knock itself out of the playoffs. But in a larger context, I would ask, why can't Lincoln Riley get the Oklahoma defense fixed? Why can't they just be average and not be atrocious every year like they were in that game? I think it's an interesting question. Texas survived, but I'm not very sold on Texas being back. We got a lot of things going on in the SEC. Texas A&M did not look good against Vanderbilt. They were arguably lucky to win that football game in year three with Jimbo Fisher. 
The University of Tennessee got a good break when South Carolina allowed the ball to run into their leg. And Jarrett Garantano continues to be a guy at quarterback despite the fact that it's his fifth year who you legitimately have no idea what's going to happen every time he drops back to pass. It can be a perfect touchdown or it can be a 128-mile-an-hour screamer that's nowhere near anybody on third down. Uh, We got Kyle Trask, who I told you before the season I thought could be this year's Joe Burrow, going out and throwing six touchdown passes against Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss. And as a result, Georgia to me, looks pretty wobbly. They announced JT Daniels going to be able to come back at quarterback after they looked pretty atrocious in the first half against Arkansas. Yes, they managed to, uh, to cover for some people. Uh, the line got all the way up to 28, but they were down 10-5 with eight minutes to go in the third quarter before they finally started scoring. So, what did my SEC power rankings look like 1-14? to Here are my SEC power rankings as it currently stands. I'll also give you my national top 10, I would encourage you out there to go check out and read uh, the starting 11 every Sunday morning on OutKick. It's a pretty good uh, rundown of everything that happens in that uh, process, all right? So I would encourage you to go check it out and you'll be, uh, you'll be able to have a good time running through this, all right? Right now, I have Mississippi State as the best team in the SEC. I have Alabama as the second best team in the SEC. Look, I didn't like Alabama deciding to give up and put in all their reserves and everything else after they were up 35-3, allow Missouri to come back and cover. But usually you don't see a Nick Saban team do that. I thought that was a little bit wobbly of Alabama. I've got the Gators, number three overall, troubled by their defense against Ole Miss, but Kyle Trask, a legitimate Heisman contender. Great story, by the way, up on OutKick about J- by Jason King about De'Eric King and Kyle Trask, who were teammates. Uh, Trask was the backup to De'Eric King. Now, King is the quarterback of Miami, and Trask is the quarterback of Florida. Pretty wild to both come out of the same Texas high school. Uh, I've got Auburn number four overall. Absolutely blown call. Absolutely indefensible that Auburn got a touchdown taken off. They didn't have to give up against Kentucky. That was a touchdown at the end of the half. It should have made it 14-8 to Wildcats with Kentucky scheduled to get the ball to start off the second half. Instead, they went into the half at 8-7 after a 100-yard pick six got overruled. That was a unmitigated disaster, all right? That was a bad job by the SEC on that particular call, but I've got Auburn at number four. I've got Georgia at number five. Very questionable quarterback situation for the Bulldogs. I've got Tennessee, which survived and has now won seven games in a row, the longest Power 5 conference winning streak in football. They should beat Missouri this weekend uh, to make it eight in a row. And then we'll see as the season turns who exactly is still out there that uh, that is major competition. Texas A&M, I have got at seven. Those are the seven teams that all won. I've got Vanderbilt at eight, LSU at nine, Kentucky at 10, South Carolina at 11, Ole Miss at 12, Missouri at 13, and Arkansas as the 14th best SEC team. All right, what about my top 10? My outkick top 10 nationwide right now, I got to tell you, Mississippi State, number one overall. I judge only based on the games that have taken place on the field. Mississippi State, one, Clemson, two, Alabama, three, Florida, four, Miami, five, Auburn 6, BYU 7, 
Notre Dame 8, Georgia 9, and the University of Tennessee I have got in the 10th spot, all right? Those are all of my takes right now on college football. I'll add one more. Did you see this story? It's crazy. In uh, the, uh, at The Athletic, one of their woke writers at The Athletic tweeted after both Louisville and Kentucky lost. They were both underdogs, Louisville and Kentucky. Louisville lost to Pitt. Kentucky lost to Auburn. The woke writer at The Athletic tweeted, this is karma for everybody believes the intent there is Breonna Taylor. She tweeted that two college football teams lost and that the reason they lost was because of karma and everybody only thought they could have. She deleted the tweet as she was talking about Breonna Taylor. That is next level woke stupidity. I feel like we need a woke person, dumbest woke person of the week perspective. And uh, if we did that, it would be a neck and neck battle between Nicole Auerbach at The Athletic who is a woke imbecile for that tweet, and Mark Jones, who is maybe the dumbest person who works at ESPN. Both of those guys deserve all of the woke condemnations, but that's an unbelievable statement to make. All right, what about right now in the NFL? What have we learned? The Cowboys and the Seahawks both don't have defenses, but Russell Wilson is going to be the MVP. The NFC East is an abject disaster and does not deserve to have a place in the playoffs this year. The Eagles should be ashamed of themselves. They are 0-2-1, yet they are only a half game out of first place. The Redskins are bad, Washington football team, whatever you want to call them. And beyond a shadow of a doubt, we don't have any talent whatsoever in terms of defense in Dallas right now where the Cowboys are sitting at one and two. New York, in general, whether it's the Giants or the Jets, two worst football teams in America. I don't even know how you watch either one of those teams played. The Falcons, I feel bad for any Falcons fan out there. The stat, the fact that you have lost two games in the fourth quarter that you led by 15 or more is unheard of. Dan Quinn has to go. Sometimes bad luck finally does fall apart. The Eagles should be ashamed for getting a tie against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Credit to Joe Burrow for staying in there and taking some of the biggest shots known to man. Have the Bills and Josh Allen suddenly turned into an offensive juggernaut? I saw a stat that I couldn't believe. Josh Allen, the past 14 starts, 33 touchdowns, 3 interceptions. Let me repeat that. Josh Allen, the last 14 starts for the Buffalo Bills, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions. Your jaw just dropped too. Your jaw just dropped and you were like, what? Is this this actually real? 33 and three in the last three games. It's pretty unbelievable. I'm going to have to block a man. Like, look, we come on here. People are like, hey, how come you don't talk about politics? I've got an entire line of football topics that I'm going to talk about. And everybody's like, oh, how come you're not going to talk about politics? Like, what do you want from me? We got football going on. Tomorrow, if you want politics, I will do an immediate reaction 
to the debate and treat it like Game of Thrones. I will be live on Periscope. I will be live on Facebook sitting right here ready to break down everything that happens in the world of the presidential debate. I will be live for it. That's what I'm 100% going to talk about. But on Mondays, you are going to listen to my radio show. You are going to listen to my Periscope. You are going to listen to my Facebook. You are going to listen to everything that I do. And it's all going to be focused on football because it is football season. That's a promise from me to you. In football season, on Mondays, I'm going to talk about football. Okay? If you don't like that, you can go listen to someone else. You can go try to troll them. But beware if Clay Kyle happens to look down and decide to wipe you out, you are going to be gone forever. I will say, I don't blame anyone for paying as low of taxes as they possibly can. I don't even know how this is a controversial story. Every year I go to my accountant and I say, make sure that I pay as little in taxes as I am legally obligated to pay. That is my goal every year. I would love to owe no money in taxes at all legally. That is my goal. It should be every human's goal. I want as much money in my pocket legally as possible and as little going to the federal government or the state government as possible. One reason that I'm proud to live in the great state of Tennessee is because we have no state income tax. I have worked a great deal over the years in California. I hate seeing 13% of my hard-earned dollars coming out of my paycheck simply because I have traveled to California to work. Okay? So, if you want my opinion on taxes, here it is. They should be as low as they possibly can be And I want my own personal tax rate to be as low as it can possibly be, too. That's my goal. That's what I try to do. That's what you should try to do. That's what every business owner on the planet tries to do. If you don't understand that, you are either a Marxist, a socialist, or so dumb that your brain does not work and you are rooting in favor of people taking money out of their wallet and throwing it away and lighting it on fire and giving it to the government, period. All right? There's my answer if you want it. Corona bro tax loser. Uh, What I believe is that if you look at all of these teams out there, there are right now six teams that are 3-0. Tonight, we have got the Chiefs going on the road against the the Ravens. A seventh team will move to 3-0. All right? Once that happens, we'll rank everybody tomorrow morning on the radio show. But right now, I would rank the 3-0 teams this way. I think the Packers right now are the best 3-0 team in America. They have scored 122 points in their first three games. That's the most they've ever scored. Aaron Rodgers looks like a man on a mission ever since Jordan Love got drafted. I love the Packers as the best 3-0 team. Second best 3-0 team, Seahawks. They have no defense but they have a quarterback who has thrown more touchdown passes through three games, I believe he's got 15, than anybody in the history of the NFL. 
I love what Russell Wilson is doing. I like the pairing with DK Metcalf. I think there is almost no stopping those two guys on the offensive side of the ball. They can't stop anybody in the opposite direction. The Bills. I just gave you an incredible stat about Josh Allen. 33 touchdowns, just three interceptions in his last 14 games. I've got the Bills as the third best 3-0 team. I've got the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger coming off the elbow injury. I've got them as the fourth best 3-0 team. Then I've got my Titans at 5-0. Sorry, at 5, the fifth best 3-0 team. All right? Titans, Steven Goskowski, as I have always said, nobody more clutch as a kicker than Steven Goskowski. He goes out and bangs through six field goals, including a 54 and a 55-yarder for the win. Now, here's the deal. The Titans could easily, however, be 0-3. But as your team figures out ways to win, sometimes you start to believe in yourself and put things together in the NFL. I have seen it happen a lot of times. This weekend, Titans against Steelers will start to get an indication of how real both teams are. Next weekend, the Titans play the Bills So you got back-to-back potentially undefeated opponents coming to Nissan Stadium. I'd be happy as a Titans fan if we could split, get to 4-1 through 5. I'd be ecstatic with that. 5-0 would obviously be incredible. In the sixth spot, I've got the Bears. Mitch Trubisky's been benched in favor of Nick Foles. The Bears could very easily be 0-3 as well. Uh, To me, when you look at those 3-0 teams, uh, I am expecting tonight for the Chiefs to also become 3-0. Go right now to fanduel.com slash clay and I would encourage you right now to go get hooked up and make sure that you take advantage of a 15-to-1 offer. If it's not legal in your state yet, they will let you know the minute that it becomes legal. Fanduel.com slash clay. I like the Chiefs plus 3.5 and 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 I like the over here tonight. Chiefs plus 3.5. You give me Patrick Mahomes plus some points. No matter who they're playing, I want to take it, especially with an extra day to get ready. Massive Monday night football game, and I like the over in that scenario. I'm looking through all my lists to make sure that I talked about everybody. I think that I did. Those are all my takes from an awesome weekend of football. I sat down and started watching at 11 a.m. Central. I finished after 11 uh, 11 p.m., and then I watched NFL football all day as well. Tonight, I'll be watching Monday night football. I'm excited about the Major League Baseball playoffs being back. I, again, am on the Chiefs plus three and a half and the over tonight. We'll be talking about it on Fox Bet Live here in just a little bit. Right now, what time is it? I will be on there in about 45 minutes. I appreciate all of you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. My name is Clay Travis. Kisses from me to you, especially kisses for all the haters. Thank you for making OutKick such a wild success. Like I said the most successful day in the history of the site on Sunday. Please keep hating and please keep clicking and please keep making your boy richer and richer. Go sign up for the Outkick VIP, fanduel.com slash clay. Thousand free dollars. And they'll also let you know as soon as betting becomes legal in your state, which could be fastly approaching in both Tennessee and in uh, the state of Michigan. I'll see you guys. Love you. DBAP, unless you need to SBAP. I'll be on television here in about a half hour. See y'all.